Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. Farming protests plow into Italy. Hello, you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report live from the BBC World Service. I'm Liana Byrne and a very good morning to you. The protests, they began in Poland in spring last year. Now they spread across Europe, including in the Eurozone's biggest economies, Germany and France. Now Italian farmers are threatening to bring Rome to a standstill. They say they're taking a stand against red tape, higher costs and competition from cheaper foreign imports. The BBC's Mark Lowen is in Rome, sheltering from the wind behind a tractor. Hi, Mark. Hi, Liana. Mark, what's going on? I believe farmers were actually protesting at a music festival last night. It's been quite a few days of, sort of tractors and farmers waiting for their next move, actually. I mean, I'm now just beyond the ring road of Rome, and there are about 400 tractors here, they estimate, uh, waving their Italian flags with various slogans and banners. One I'm looking at now says... Il mio futuro è il tuo futuro. My, my future is your future. Another one's talking about, you know, we are the ones who create the food. It's not made in factories. And they have asked for a meeting with the agriculture minister and indeed with the prime minister. And unless they get a meeting with either minister, they have said that they will go into Rome and start blocking streets in Rome. When it comes down to their demands, they are uh, largely shared uh, with the other protesting farmers in Europe. It's a, a general anger at rising costs, at excessive environmental regulation, at uh, cheap imports from outside the European Union undercutting them. Uh, and they want a, a complete rethink of Europe's agricultural policies. And so what's their reaction been to these protests? Well, the government has tried to do a bit of give and take with them. You know, the Prime Minister has talked about how she had pushed, for example, for the amount of money given to agriculture to be increased in the post-COVID recovery funds that every EU country got and which Italy got the, the largest share of. And the Agriculture Minister has also said that he has offered a meeting. I think they're sort of waiting for a confirmation from that. But I don't think you get the sense that there is going to be sort of pelting with eggs or, or the sort of blocking of mass roads that we've seen in other capitals yet. But that, of course, could change as other groups bust in. Yeah, we can hear those tractors going in the background. What's the reaction been from the general public as well? Are they supporting these farmers? 
there is a lot of support for the farmers uh, because, you know, this is one of the important farming nations, of course, in Europe. That said, there's a feeling that, you know, quite a lot of compromises have been made already in terms of, you know, that the, the VAT that farmers pay on basic foodstuffs is much lower than the national VAT rate. And there have been compromises in the past. So I think that there would not necessarily be kind of whole scale support if the protests got violent. The main agricultural union here, Coldiretti, is not supporting these protests. That in itself shows you that this is not necessarily kind of captured the national mood in a way that perhaps it has in other countries. OK, Mark Lone, thank you so much for joining us in Marketplace. Pleasure to talk to you. Farmers in Hungary are also on the move. They're heading to the border with Ukraine to protest against a proposed extension to a duty-free import deal. Now, let's do the numbers. Yesterday, global cocoa prices hit new highs because of dry weather in West Africa. It's now almost $6,000 a tonne, double the cost since last year. And shares in Nissan Motor closed down 11% after put out disappointing third quarter results. Stock markets are closed in many Asian countries ahead of Lunar New Year celebrations, which start tomorrow. And FYI, it's the year of the dragon. As millions of people in China head to their hometowns to celebrate, they're also hoping a struggling economy improves. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Beijing. Some New Year wishes need spiritual intervention. Many young people in Beijing come to the Lama Temple to pray for a job. A slowing economy means millions of graduates are out of work. This dragon year, they're clinging to the hope that will change, as well as dressing up for the occasion. The economy has been sluggish. You need to have good ideas and back yourself. But praying to the Buddha and the burning incense, that will also help. Even the very young have their future in mind. I want to get top marks in my exams every time, says this 10-year-old. There we go. At Beijing train station, families are bundled up and loaded up for the long journey back to their hometowns. And with good reason. The sun may be shining in the capital, but heavy snow and ice brought some highways in the south of China to a standstill. Thousands were stranded in their cars, Dozens of trains were delayed or suspended and passengers were stuck at Wuhan railway station for hours. These ladies have a long journey north to see their 90-year-old mum and they're doing all they can to ensure this year is lucky. I was born in the dragon year. So this year I bought red clothes and red pants for a prosperous and thriving new year. I hope everyone has a safe new year and you all get money in your pockets. (laughs) Those left in Beijing settle in to their celebrations. Traditional costumes have become popular with young people, along with this one New Year wish. Money. Big money, she says. Whatever their dreams for the future, this week is for food and for family. And for many, this will be their first New Year together since the start of the pandemic. And they're determined to savour it. In China, I'm the BBC's Laura Bicker for Marketplace. And just in case you didn't catch Singapore's Prime Minister's Lunar New Year's message, he's urging young couples to consider adding a little dragon to their families this year because Singapore, like many countries, has seen fertility rates decline. And just before you go, remember that uproar in Hong Kong over the no-show from the Argentine soccer star Lionel Messi? 
That was at an Inter-Miami exhibition match. Well, the organisers now say they'll refund 50% of the ticket price. And that's it from the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. My producer today was James Graham. Our editor is Joe Critcher. And I'm Leanna Byrne. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Khreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.